We're wrapping up our series called um, Relationship Goals. And last month, if you missed it, um, you can go online at lifewaychurch.life and go under the Young Adult tab and uh, listen to, um, I actually spoke last month about finding the person that God has for you as your spouse. And so hopefully I was able to give you some real encouragement and um, some really practical godly wisdom in what that process looks like. So tonight is dating 102. And this is, tonight we're going to be focused on, so what happens when you actually find the person? Because then that's a whole nother ball game. That brings its, its own challenges, its own, its own mysteries and wonders and, and all of those good things. And so um, we've actually invited three couples that are near and dear to our hearts. And if you've been with us for any length of time, they are near and dear to you as well. And um, so we're going to invite them to the stage if you guys want to grab your chairs and take your places. Um, I think it's easy when you're single to look at people that are engaged or married and think, now they've made it. Like they've reached the pinnacle of ultimate joy and success and everything should be just easy peasy island from now on. And so they're gonna be really honest with you tonight. We had them give us a sneak preview of some of the things they're gonna share with you. They're gonna be really honest with you tonight. And so we wanna honor that, their willingness to do that for, for your sake. Um, because it's not all hunky-dory. There are challenges that will come. I'll just be transparent with you. Like, Gary and I were super stressed tonight. He got home from work late, and we were supposed to be here early, and so uh, we got here. And, and you know, like, I love this man. Like, Gary is the best guy in the world. And we got here, and we were pretty tense with each other. Like, it was just, it was tense. You, you could cut the tension with the knife, and we actually had to have a little kiss and makeup section. I didn't say make out, I said make up section, session back here in the kitchen tonight, because it's like, we can't go into this, you know, with this stress. I mean, it's just, it's just life. Sometimes you're running late, and, and you just get it wrong, and we got it wrong tonight. Um, but there was just the ability to, to make that right between each other, and so we're all good. Um, but these couples are going to share with you some of their challenges, and, and like, you get a, a behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to be engaged and to be married. Um, so I'm going to head up here on stage and join them, and Gary gets the privilege of introducing them all to you. And so um, I'm going to hand the mic over to him, and we will let the good times begin. Yes, again, welcome, everybody. Yes, um, we got to invite, for those of you that I know Renee said, if you've not been part of us, these are three lovely couples that we fell in love with. Like, I, I know you probably, each one of you have probably heard me say, I get the privilege of watching God get a hold of your hearts, and I get to see you guys grow. I do mean that. I don't just say that. These are some of the couples that I got to, I get to see, I mean, I get to see you guys too, but Josh and Bethany Williams is the first couple here. They... <laughs> I literally got to see them grow. I mean, I, I, God always plans. I, I get, I get kind of an inside, inside scoop, kind of, if you will, kind of that I get to pray through, pray for, and get to watch. That so when you guys get to grow, I got to watch these this couple grow, and I got to watch Josh grow into the godly man that he is today. Like I got to watch, witness God get a hold of his heart, get to see him grow, got to witness his baptism, got to do their wedding. They were one of the first ones that I, the wedding, the first wedding that I got to do um, was, was with them. Got to watch them, 
now we get to see them. They just had a little girl, Asher, uh, about six months ago. So again, and just to watch Josh become the leader that I've, I've seen in him and God gave me the insight into and got to watch him grow as far exceeds that. And Bethany is just a lovely young lady that he fell in love with. I mean, they, they, they were one of the couples that were in love, love before they came to Lifeway, but then just to watch that, that grow and, and her dance and the way she ministers through that, through the kids that she teaches, it's powerful. The next couple would be Molly and Dusty Finnefrock. I know I get to call you. Each one of you guys are like my kids. She gets the privilege of being the literal daughter. Like she is, she is actually my daughter. So if you don't know that, that is my daughter. So yes, I am proud of that. That is mine. <laughs> she, there's, I mean, I could go on and on all night about positive things. And it's also fun to watch her grow. I also got to watch her grow, not only as a dad, but also as a young adult pastor and a young adult leader, I got to watch her, her grow too and watch her grow in the relationship with her and with Dusty. As Dusty came into the household, came into first into young adults. And I think the first, I re still remember the first night he, as he came down the steps, I was not surprised a couple months later when he asked me about if he could date, if he could. So yes, it does happen. God did. Uh, did reveal all that to me that I was, it was not a surprise. And it makes it easy, trust me guys, I'm telling this to the, you guys, it makes it easy for the father-in-law to say yes. I could say yes, and you, when he asked me, even for her hand then, to say, of course, without a shadow of a doubt, knowing I can release my daughter into, into his care. So thank you. Um, the next couple, you guys probably already know, Kyle and Brittany. We got to meet them, got to know them. They came into the church, got to know them as friends. And immediately I could see just the way he was ministering to each one of the young adults and each one of you guys, that heart, that love that they had had. I was like, heck yeah, they can easily come after. Yeah, I guess I wasn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely they could come into, they could come a part of, and I could release our kids into their care as well. So they're a godly couple. I love them. They're like, they're our peers, they're our friends, they're our coworkers, they're our, yeah, they're our left and right hand people. I mean, they're, yeah. yeah. They live, what you see here is also what they are. They're not fake behind the scenes as well. This is a couple and if you ever have anything or any issues, talk to them and they'll help you and guide you through with their example. So tonight is just gonna kind of be, yeah, I mean, it's serious, but it's also gonna be kind of a casual night that we get to, to kind of walk through, get to hear their, their stories. But I also want to say, if you're in, not in a dating relationship, still take what they have to say, because I got to see each one of, or not, not Kyle and Brittany, but, <laughs> I got to see these couples before marriage and after marriage. And so you could take some of the same stuff that they're, that they're sharing and take it into, into when that day comes that you guys start dating, that you can use it, use it now. It's, it's very powerful, godly examples, godly, godly wisdom to come, come from this. So yeah. Yeah. we'll begin. Yeah. 
So we're gonna, I keep hearing Julie Andrews in my head like, let's start at the very beginning. And so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Um, so let's talk to Josh and Bethany because they had already met before we met them. So we'd like to hear a little bit about how you two met. I don't, oh, there it is, okay. <laughs> Um, do you want to go first? You, you have the you, mic. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how we met, you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, we met in college. Um, I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. Um, he was a football player. I was a cheerleader. It was, it's yeah. very, you don't get more cliche than that, like the football player <laughs> and the very, cheerleader, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah. You can. <laughs> no, that, that's fitting because it does pick up there for me because like she said I played football she's a cheerleader and I noticed her on the sideline when I was at practice distracting me <laughs> not purposely I was distracted by her her looks her long legs and her hey we asked for honesty and transparency so so no, I'm yeah, trying that to break was, the ice just get yeah, this awkward just right go out for of it. <laughs> That was going to be my follow-up question. Like, what attracted you to each other? Yeah. Besides the long legs. Was there anything else? Well, I mean, it was, like, physical attraction at first. Like, not knowing her. I was attracted to, like, the way she looked and her. Um, then was introduced to her um, by a friend, like, forcefully, because I'm very shy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just then, once I got to know her a little bit, just knowing like her sweet personality and just, she was really patient and just at the time, like where I was at with, with kind of like not really walking with the Lord, I was really high strung, like very um, easily angered. And like, she just like was his angel in my life that was like mm -hmm. peace, like immediately. And yeah. I knew like from. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Bethany, what, what attracted you to Josh? Um, well, obviously I was like physically attracted to him, but, um, he was just like, so I felt like he was just so charming. Um, and he just gave me this like comforting, like just whenever I was around him, I was just so comfortable, which was like something kind of new for me. Um, but yeah, he was like the first like guy or girl that I was just like, I feel so just like at peace and just like I can be myself and I'm not being judged or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's yeah. good. Wasn't there some kind of funny story with a whiteboard or, oh, yeah. or something? So, like, <laughs> after the first time I met him, like, forcibly, it was super awkward. Like, it was so <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, and I was, like, telling all my girlfriends, like, oh, my gosh, he's so shy. Like, I don't think I can, like, you know. And, like, I guess, like, that got back to him. And then he, like, wrote on my, like, dorm whiteboard on my door. And he was like, I'm not shy. Sign number 15. Like, because that's his number. And I was like, oh. <laughs> It's like the most passive thing you could do. <laughs> All right. Oh, I thought it was cute, though. <laughs> no, I love it. That's yeah. awesome. That's so good. Yeah. Good. Molly and Dusty, tell us a little bit about how you guys met. Testing? Oh, there we are. Uh, so I was actually looking for a church home, and I was going to ECC, but it really wasn't getting plugged in. And so my best friends, uh, Sean and Cheryl Adams, maybe you guys uh, know them, they invited me to come up to Lifeway. And so... When I started coming to Lifeway, I was here for maybe a couple months, I forget how long, but then Discovery Pathway had come on board and I signed up for it. And so me, Sean, and Cheryl were sitting up front and here comes this 
pretty little blonde girl around the corner. Used to be blonde. Yes. <laughs> my bad. Yes. She used to have blonde hair, and uh, she actually complimented me on my flannel, and I was just all struck there. So. You said you said at one point like you couldn't believe a girl had complimented you on anything. <laughs> and sad to say, I do not remember complimenting him at all. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but uh, I think the first time that I like, I don't know. Like for me, I don't know when we like officially met because I don't like remember that moment. But I remember being like, I, I think it was at like a young adult game night, like two th February, like or like March. It was March. I remember. Are you serious? <laughs> this is creepy. You're gonna end up telling the whole story. Whatever. But um, so I remember it was a game night and they were playing Mafia. And for those of you that know me, I hate games. I hate them. And so I was watching the game. <laughs> and um, I remember like seeing him and being like, I don't know who this guy is, but like I'm kind of attracted to him. I don't really know why. And then I was like, oh, he's my type. He has dark hair, dark eyes, and a beard. <laughs> he has a good sense of humor. And so that was kind of what like sparked it. And then we just like yeah, it went from there. I remember after that game night, she said to me, oh, yeah. I think I might have a crush on Dusty. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. really? Because like, like, we watch, we watch what's happening with y'all, and I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pick that up at all. So I well, was like, I didn't pick it up until that <laughs> night. <laughs> it, was just, it was almost like this awareness, like, I think I might have a crush on Dusty. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah, and you guys already shared about what attracted you to each other. Was there anything else that you wanted to add there? As far as... Okay. The beard was she always wanted a guy with a beard, so the beard. there you it go. Was the beard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle and Brittany, what about you guys? How'd you meet? Am I too far forward? Good. Right. <laughs> We're fine. So we it's, it's a bit of a story. So there I was. I was living in St. Louis, Missouri, and um, I had a, a good roommate at the time. His name was Michael Perry, and he's originally from San Antonio, Texas. Then I got orders to go to San Antonio, Texas. And he's like, hey, man, I got you. You're good. I got a bunch of friends down there. You'll be hooked up just fine. I am a person who likes people, so that was great for me. And then uh, he's like, oh, and I also dated this one girl. Her name's Brittany. You guys will probably fall in love and get married. And... <laughs> Then we did, so. It was not that good. Oh, so he, he had actually dated her before you. Yeah. But he had the wisdom to know that you were a better match. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's hear Brittany's side of this story. Um, I think you actually did a good job on that. There are a lot of other crazy connections, which is cool. Like, we're both from Wichita, Kansas. So, um, like, as we got to know each other, my, I was in a sorority, and my big sis in my sorority was his first love when he was five, four. So, like, things like that that would happen, and, like, my best friend, one of them, um, went on a mission trip with his parents, and we went to the same church for at least two or three years, and it was a small church, which is crazy that we didn't know each other, but he, I, I imagine him, like, tripping me at some point, and that's in my mind, that's probably what he did. <laughs> In a nice way, in a flirty way. <laughs> so what were some um, of the things that attracted you to each other? Yeah, so as Kyle mentioned, and y'all all know, he loves people. So what first attracted me to Kyle was just the friend that he is. And that started from the first moment I met him in person. Because we went, uh, Michael had connected us on Facebook. And then we had decided to go two-stepping at Thirsty Horse Saloon in San Antonio. <laughs> Thirsty Horse, Thirsty Horse yeah. Saloon. <laughs> 
and it was our favorite. We went there the night before our wedding and also went to step in, which is cute. But, um, but yeah, so we, he walks in. I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm doing him a favor. I'm going to introduce him to like 10 of my friends. He comes in with a posse of 10 more people and they like, we just have a good time dancing and start building a friendship. And then um, as he, so he was there, he, he was there on orders, but they hadn't come through. And so there was about two months where there was a possibility of him being sent back to Missouri, Army's fun like that. Um, so I remember the night that he, so he, we went to another dancing place. It's called Cowboys. Um, we had our whole group, like 20 of us. We would go every Friday. It was our tradition. It was so fun. And, um, that night I remember him walking and we were all waiting cause he was going to find out, is he coming? Is he going? What's going on with Kyle? And he walks in, he puts his hands up in the air. He's like, I'm staying. And we all erupt. Like we're in this huge like dance hall. Everybody's screaming. He comes up to me and he grabs my hand and he goes, let's dance. And I taught him how to dance, by the way, two-step. He can, all the other stuff he's way better at, but two-step, and I taught him. And so he grabs my hand, we go dancing, and the song was talking about, like, these baby blue eyes. And I just remember dancing being like, maybe I like him more than a friend. And then, like, it says blue eyes. I'm like, his eyes are blue, like, really blue. I'm like, stop, stop, don't think about his blue eyes. Like, keep it cool. So that's when I started to realize, like, friendship was how we began. I had no desire to date at first. They're very blue. And then, um, but yeah, then like knowing that he could leave and that friendship we built, I realized I liked him more later on. That's me. Oh. I love that. And that's what we talked about last month was, you know, the story of Ruth, like the as it turned out. And they all have their as it turns out. And um, really, really great story. So thanks, guys. So then, Kyle and Brittany, how long into your, as you started dating, how long did you know that? she was the one that you were going to marry or then how long was it that it took you to figure out that he was the one you want me to start okay well uh a little more backstory so when i was in missouri i had a previously i was previously engaged and a month before the marriage uh she's like eh, this isn't gonna work out so I was pretty heartbroken and had a lot of garbage that was going on in my heart that I just, uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of men do this. We just kind of shove it down. I'm like, oh, we're men. We're fine. And uh, I was not fine. And so, um, yeah, I had a lot of stuff to deal with. And to get through that, then uh, it took a while. So. And then from my perspective, um, so yeah, we were, it was before I had realized I had feelings for Kyle, we were just friends, and he had stayed behind one night, we had all hung out in a group, and he opened up about that, about his previous engagement, and it was the first amplified thought that I can remember having from the Lord. We were talking, again, oh gosh, it's so funny, it's a trend, like, I'm having conversations with you, but like, things are interrupting, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> but he, um, so he was telling me about this, um, that happened to him, and I heard the amplified um, voice of God say, his heart will be a treasure when it's healed. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna unpack that more later, but like, why are you telling me this? Again, I don't have feelings for this guy. I kind of took it at the time as a promise for Kyle of that, like, that maybe I'll encourage him in that one day or something. I didn't read too much into it. And then he left, and I went up to my room to journal about it. Um, and as I was journaling, I also was like, I had my Bible open and like, I went to Ephesians. It was really cool. Like it just kind of unfolded. And I got to Ephesians 2.10 where it says that we're a masterpiece that God created for his purposes long ago. 
And um, I, so I, I look back at, cause I feel like I always knew once we started dating, like it made sense. There were all these connections. Like I just saw God weaving through it all from the beginning. But I look back at that moment and I really see that that's where I, like when I think back, like what, when did I know? Like that's when I feel like God told me, like he gave me a promise and truth that I would need to stand on because well, it was a great time dating. It was really fun. You'll hear more about it. But like, it was really hard two and a half years as well. So, yeah. I like how you put the time frame on. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell, can you describe to us what, during your relation, during your dating relationships, one of the conflict that may, may have aroused between the two of you? And then how did you handle that? What was our notes? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can I see your desk, Yeah. While dating, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. I, can I can't read that fast. Well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, just with the previous engagement, he... Um, you had a hard time trusting yourself, most of all, and there were a lot of wounds that we can all imagine when you're thinking you're about to marry someone, and then you shove those down. So we reached a point after a year of dating, I was ready, well ready, and he still was at a place where he was like, I just don't know how to get there. Like, I know that you, I know I want him, I think I want to marry you, I know I want to marry you. Like, it kind of went back and forth. Like, he just couldn't pinpoint what was holding him back, and so we decided to go to pre-engagement counseling um, because I acknowledged too, I was like, well, I can't fix this for us. Like, I can't make you see it. And so, yeah, that was a really good decision that we made pre-engagement. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> or were there any additional challenges during your time of engagement that you could share on top of that? Engagement. No, that was the good thing about the pre-engagement pre counseling. We did a lot of counseling. It was great. Highly recommend it. Um, so it made our engagement period really, really fun. We communicated through a lot of the hard stuff that we already worked through. And so we communicated well and we just had a lot of fun. So engagement was actually way better than dating. Than dating so. <laughs> Thank you guys. Molly Dusty, how, did it, how long into your dating relationship did you know that, that she was the one or that he was the one? So. I knew on the first date. <laughs> and in fact, as I was thinking about it some more, I, like, we had been, like, I texting, like, I think, like, a month or, like, a month and a half. And I remember thinking to myself, like, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, this is so dumb. Like, we're just, like, talking. And I just, like... But like, I didn't want the conversation to end either. And like, I specifically remember thinking like, I have literally nothing to lose. So what, like I stay single, big whoop, like it's fine. And uh, I realized not everyone feels that way, but that's how I was at the time. And um, so I just remember thinking like, I'm just gonna see what happens. So I think I literally remember texting him saying like, I want to keep talking to you. I have nothing interesting to share. Like, do you have a funny story or like, how was your day? And then it just continued. And I remember thinking to myself, like, 
like clearly this is important to me and the Lord like clearly has a plan or else I would not want to continue this conversation. So I kind of knew it a little bit beforehand actually, but then once we actually like went on our first date, it was almost just like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I get it. Like I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't see myself like marrying him pretty much. So yeah. Uh, for me, it like, and how I process things takes me a good long while to process things. So it took me about a year to actually come to the conclusion that she was the one I wanted to marry. Um, yeah, I just don't jump on things pretty quick. I'm actually just, I lay back and just kind of observe and just try to make a better understanding for myself as before I go into something, so. So do you guys mind sharing with us a conflict that you would have had during your dating relationship and then how you handled that? So we lived a half hour apart. Obviously, you guys lived in Anvil. I lived in Cacalico. So we didn't really see each other a whole lot during our dating. So we didn't actually have a whole lot of conflict. Um, there, there was some communication issues, but I think every couple probably goes through communication issues. So. Yeah, I honestly I'd say the same like because like I worked kind of well, no, I guess when we first started dating I didn't have the job I did now. So, um but yeah, I feel like when we were together it was like if I think back on it, it it felt kind of like not I don't want to say formal, but it it was kind of just like we're getting to know each other, like we don't know each other super well. So, and because we did live so far, like not so far apart, but like a, an, a, enough of a distance to make it like a little bit inconvenient, it like I would second that. Like honestly, most of our issues came to a head in our engagement. Our dating, like I, I feel like I kind of felt like there was some stuff, but it wasn't necessarily the time to like address it. But it was the if there was a conflict that I was to mention, it would just be communication and like learning to understand how each other like processes information. And with that comes communication issues because we're two different people. So that's what I would say. Right. So then that carried over too into your engagement as well? The conflict between just communication would be? If I'm being honest, engagement sucked. <laughs> I hated being engaged. I was like, let's, get the show on the road, like, let's get all our issues out, like, I'm tired of this, like, so hearing you guys say, like, wow, it was so fun, like, we got to talk through our issues, I was thinking, like, I freaking hated it, it was awful, I remember, like, thinking, I think the reason I felt that way, though, is because I, I like, I recognized this, this stuff that, like, was an issue, but it, unfortunately, it had a, a lot to do with him, needing to have revelation on some of his own family issues and how that affects like his personal like internal processing and so i for like literally for the majority of it i just had to sit back and be like lord i desperately need you to give him a revelation or this is literally not going to work and so through the majority even of our engagement counseling with vern and alicia um they like it, it was basically I feel like I did have some input in there, but a lot of it was just like, I need him to receive this so bad. Like I need him to like glean the most out of it. And like when, but obviously I'm an imperfect human being. And so I, I know I came across as like irritable 
and just like irritated and was like, come on, let's do this. Let's talk about it. Let's get it done. And he was like, I have nothing to say. And I was like, how can you not? <laughs> I just remember thinking like, come on, I need you to process this now. We need to get it done now. And I was like, no, we literally have like five more months until we're getting married. Like, it's fine. But in that moment, it felt awful. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, so exactly what she had said. Um, it just came like my family dynamics are so much different than the Groff's dynamics. And so coming into this family was a complete 180 degrees from what I was used to. Um, so it just took me, again, a process very slowly. So to completely do a turnaround was just like, well, like put on the brakes here, like we we're going way too quick. Even though it was five months into or away from being married, it was like, this is a whole lot harder than I thought it would be. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Josh and Bethany, how about you guys? Like how far into your dating relationship did you know that the other one was going to be the spouse? Um, I mean, our dating was like definitely, like we weren't, is this thing on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like I feel like when we started dating, we weren't dating to marry, I feel like. We were just dating because it was fun. Um, but like I feel like I feel like for me, like from day one, I knew Josh was going to be in my life forever. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I didn't really say like, oh, he's going to be my husband. Mm -hmm. But I knew he was like going to be there forever, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think like after we graduated college, that's really when we started like walking with the Lord and like just doing that together. And then I was like, oh, like he's going to be my husband, like, like that kind of forever. So I think like, and that was like, uh, I guess three years of dating. So I guess that's how long it took me. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just second what she said about like we were dating not dating to marry necessarily, but like dating because, all right, if we were attracted to each other and we liked each other, like, well, what's the reasonable next step? Will you just date? Like, so that's what we were doing. And like, I always tried to look at girls that I was like attracted to and, and say, all right, if I was to date them, like, would I see them as someone I could marry? And like, I did see that in Bethany. And, but like, you know, along the time that we dated, which was before we got engaged, like five years. Four, four years. Um, and yeah, like even through college, like when we would go through our ups and downs, like I would think to myself, like, you know, is this the girl I'm going to marry? Because, you know, I'd be thinking about choices that I shouldn't have been making. And like, say, like, well, you know, if I did this, like, I'm probably not going to marry her. So like, what's the big deal? And like, and or like I would say, you know, I definitely shouldn't do that. Because like, if I you know go on to marry her, like, I don't want to over my head and stuff like that. And so it was like, that was always kind of like in the back of my mind and like, which I think was always God, like putting that conviction in my heart, like, you know, this, I have this person for you, like, you know, be watching what you're doing. And um, yeah, and I think it wasn't until like she said, when we got out of college, um, I was out a year earlier than her, but then like really started pursuing the Lord together and really like making those like strong steps to in like get ourselves right with the Lord in our relationship and then make sure we're meshing that together with our relationship where it was like, wow, like, you know, it was, I was like more, even more excited to get married. Cause it was like, you know, that's 
what the Lord wants for you. Like he wants you to one, be right with him and take that person that he's given you and live that life together to honor him. So. Do you mind sharing with us one of your conflicts that you may have had through your dating relationship and then how you would have handled, handled that? Which I read off my notes would be a lot easier, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think like you said, going. <laughs> huh? was going to give you. <laughs> I pulled my phone out because I was like, oh, I could pull up the email, but I forgot we sent it from your email. So, um, but yeah, it's. I guess you kind of have to give a little bit of backstory. Like we said, we met in college, and a lot of people probably know about some of the stuff that goes on in college. It's like, you know, heavily party lifestyle, if you so choose, and that was the lifestyle that I chose. Um, and the school we went to was very relaxed about drinking. Like, I mean, you literally were allowed to drink. It was like no question. You could drink, call up security. If you were about to like pass out and say, take me to my room, like, I mean, it was like no questions asked. So that, you know, can lead you down to like, obviously the wrong path. And like we were dating and I think, in, Bethany was good for me in that way because we had that balance of each other. We could keep each other accountable. Like, hey, you know, we should probably like not go out tonight or something, you know, which, you know, staying in one night, but then doing it the next weekend doesn't necessarily make it right. But at least like, you know, we were trying like, and those, yeah. that accountability was there where, you know, some people may not even have that courage just to start it, which that was a good foundational piece for us. But yeah, like that lifestyle of just um, drinking and, like having sex and um, yeah, just it led to like bad things. So I was, you know, always kind of ended up in places I shouldn't have been talking to people like well, girls that I shouldn't have been talking to. Um, obviously, if you're dating, like not talking to any other girl in a way that's like flirtatious or like leading on, and even the people that I was talking to were people that you like wouldn't have the confidence in me to you know do the right thing because they were interested in me and that like led to stuff and two of those type of challenges and um, you know the truth always comes to light and God always would bring me into that light and bring me in into Bethany and so we would have like those led to conflicts and um, you know the way we really handled it was just like just talk it out like you know what are you what's going on why are you choosing to do these things and um, yeah just just sharing that and like Bethany was I mean you can't ask for like any more stable person. Like people, like I definitely didn't deserve to be having that five years relationship, one year engagement, and now you know a year and a half of marriage. It's it's a testament to the Lord. But um, I guess we just talk those things out. And I guess I can share that story from where I was at the time. Like I wasn't. I mean, I was a Christian. I had given my you know life to the Lord like at a young age and knew what was right and wrong. Like I always when I did stuff I knew I wasn't supposed to do would like would wake up the next day like with conviction would pray literally the next day like Lord why did I do that like please forgive me and um and now I just look back and it was like you know you talk about um like the spirit of the enemy and how he wants to draw you out of that lifestyle with the Lord like my heart was for the Lord even though I didn't exhibit in my behavior um but like that spirit of the enemy just had a grip on me to like want to take me away from that. And you look at like where me and Bethany are today, like how he's like really blessed us personally as a couple, like the enemy was just trying to tear that apart, yeah. like during that, during that time. So, you know, it's, 
like I said, a testament to the Lord that he kept it together, that he gave Bethany the like, patience and the grace to see me for who I was and be patient with me and for him to have the time to work on me. So, I love it. True testimony of God is a good God. God is a God that restores, God of restoration, what, he, what the enemy takes to harm, God brings about for the good, for restoration as well. Thank you. Thank you guys for sharing that. Yeah, thanks for your, your vulnerability. Um, so let's jump into the topic that everybody is probably really curious about, and that's sexual purity. So sexual purity before you find your person or before you're engaged is one thing, but it's a whole different ballgame when you find the person and you know, I want to be with this person the rest of my life. And so we're asking the couples tonight to just share a little bit about your journey with sexual purity. Tell us a little bit about your successes, your failures, you know, boundaries you said or didn't set or you know anything you'd like to share with us about your story we'll start with we'll start with josh and bethany yeah so i gave a little hint of like it's part of our story i mean i was not um like a virgin before i met bethany not while i was with her with her or other people um and the same was the case for her um like before she had met me and then obviously while we were together so um we took the path of not listening to what the Lord had called us to do. Um, and by no means, like, do I want anyone to hear our story and say, oh, like, look how God's blessed them. Like, if I do it, it's, you know, he's going to bless me too. Like, he will because he is that graceful God and he loves you and he will forgive you. Um, but just, you know, remembering how, like, purposeful sin, knowing God's going to forgive you is, is weighted more heavily than, you know, regular sin. So I just don't want to, like convey to anybody that it was okay like because that leads to our next part of our story when we were engaged um we made oh, it before you want to tell that then <laughs> so. yeah <coughs> excuse me um yeah so it was the we got engaged in july of 2018 yeah and so it was the september before that um we had been dating for almost four years, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like one night, I was just like, we need to stop having sex. Like, it was just like completely out of the blue. Like, I was just like, we need to stop. Like, and Josh just like looked at me and he was like, what? Like, I was like, yep, we need to stop. Which, what? Which like, it had actually been on my heart too, because that was one thing like I knew growing with the Lord as we had been going, that was like a thing that needed to be cut off because it was just, like, it was blatant sin. It was like, come on, you know better than this. It's not like some of those other things you work through, they're kind of like coming up. You don't necessarily always, they don't manifest themselves so obviously that you know how to address them. Yeah. But I just didn't, like I said, have the courage to to yeah. be like, hey, let's stop this because, I mean, part of that, you still like it. And, and you know, we'd done it for so long. It was kind of like become complacent in a way. So One of the things, if I can just interrupt, one of the things you said in your preliminary answers really struck me. You said, it's not that we disagreed with God. Like, you actually agreed that that God's way was better. You just had made a deliberate choice to not obey it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that was me just being like, we're just being really stupid and we need to be smart. Um, So, yeah, we stopped. um, And then we got engaged the following July. Um, And, like, I feel like during that time, obviously, like, we cut off that huge sin in our life and we kind of just made like huge strides as a couple and just as individuals. Um, yeah. So then we got engaged and we 
yeah, we were able to stay pure that whole time. And then our mar like our wedding came and it like felt like it was, yeah, it was just like the most beautiful, like, I don't know. It was just like, we like crossed the finish line. It was just like, we did it. Like, well, God did it. Um, we just chose to follow him. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, that just blows me away. It's just such a test. Like you guys literally stopped and you, it was over a year that you had been sexually pure, if I remember correctly. And it's just like, that's, I mean, that's just praise the Lord. That's just incredible. So and I do want to say too, for the people that may like haven't are sexually pure, have not had sex yet. As someone who did have sex with multiple people before I got married, before I met my future wife and stopped, I can honestly say like, a part because that reason that we did want to stop because we did want to honor the Lord and like the Lord, his plans for you and what he says, he doesn't say it to make you have a hard life. He says it because he knows what is best for you. Yeah. And as someone who went through having sex and then having stopped, like his word is true. Yeah. It was so much better that we did not do it. Yeah. So I just like, I mean, I don't want to disencourage anybody who has done it because you are forgiving them. And like, as we shared, um, you can have, you can stop that and, and, you know, make that a step in your life to correct. But for those people who also haven't, like, I just want to encourage you to not fall under that temptation because, like, I know the world, it makes it so easy to do it and, you know, tries to make you to do it. But what God says is true. Like, waiting is so important and it is so real. Yeah, yeah that's good. What were some boundaries or safeguards that you set up to help you get through that time? Because obviously you couldn't just keep doing what you were doing or right. you'd fall right back in. <laughs> I mean, during that time, I mean, we just, oh, sorry, um, sorry, I never used one of these before. Um, I mean, we kind of, like, it was, like, definitely, like, a cold turkey decision, so, like, we kind of knew, like, what would trigger us, like, we can't. Because we did fall that one time. Yeah, we did. Which was. We were, had been drinking. Yeah, so, so before we were engaged, we, yeah, we were drinking. We were very not in the right state of mind. Um, and we did fall to temptation. We did. And we knew, okay, we can't drink. We can't, like, be alone, like, in the wee hours of the morning. Like, we, <laughs> like, we just knew, like, we were just dumb. Like, they were just stupid decisions that, like, if we just would have thought about it and maybe talked about it, like, is this the right decision to do? Like, should we be alone? Like, like the answer is no. And like, we just didn't think about it. Um, so then after that happened, obviously we repented and asked for forgiveness. Um, and we just didn't make those decisions again, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, anything else you wanna add? I mean, it's worth the wait, so wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean, I feel like if you haven't waited, like, don't feel like you're, like, broken or in any way. Like, and, like, don't think that your husband or your wife is going to look at you differently because God doesn't, and, like, he forgives you for that. So, yeah. It's a great story of redemption. Thanks. Thanks for sharing it. Molly and Dusty, tell us a little bit about your journey with sexual purity and, and how that looked for you during your engagement. All righty. Um, so a little backstory about us. We both really technically never dated anyone before each other. I had a fling with a girl, but I don't really consider it anything, uh, extra special, but, um, 
but anyway. Um, Let's just hope she's not listening to this. So, you know. <laughs> I don't see her, so we're clear. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, but for both of us, we had both, uh, maybe me more than her, but we both had an excessive history with pornography. Um, I know before uh, we even found each other, I was probably in it for like 10 years. What I mean is like, you know, continuously, I was, I was actually addicted to pornography pretty heavily. Um, I know she was as well, but we were both looking at it for different reasons. Um, obviously mine was more of a physical aspect and I think hers is more just out of curiosity. Um, so because of that, we, our first date, we told each other a lot about ourselves and- yeah, it, was uh, like, it was like nine hours at like yogurt works. <laughs> It was great. And we like turned our phones on silent and we were like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> let's chat. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> oh yeah. We literally had our phones like under our, her purse and we didn't talk to anyone. But because uh, we knew people like her best friend Emily and Bridget <laughs> and my best friends would be texting us all night. But anyway, um, but we, we discovered that we both had an issue. So it was pretty early on in our relationship we discovered or we had talked about hey we need to set some pretty tight boundaries because we probably don't trust ourselves uh so you know having gary and and renee at the house all the time was helpful having my parents at the house all the time was helpful we really didn't spend a whole lot of alone time with each other in each other's houses or far away from someone that was able to keep an eye on us um so yeah, anything you want to say? Um, I'd, I'd say, so a part of the reason that we also kept it so strict, like I'd say we are the complete opposite of Josh and Bethany. Just uh, so I'm sure mom and dad have shared with you with this, this with you before, but they didn't, they had sex before marriage, as did his parents. And um, I, I just felt the pressure of like, I am, I'm gonna do this no matter like like we're gonna like keep ourselves pure no matter no matter the cost. And so I know I came across as like really just like, nope, we're not doing that, even if it was something like little. And I I don't think I made it like super clear during dating, but I was like, I I know what's gonna f what's gonna feel good. And if I even turn that on, like why would I even go there if I know that it's gonna lead me down that road? And so it, it, what made it difficult is like his love language we found out is physical touch and his family was not is not big on physical touch whereas like my parents and I were constantly just like all over each other like just doing stupid things and like he was kind of like what in the heck is going on like why are these people this way <laughs> but um so I I think I just I just it, it was difficult to uh differentiate the difference between like um the physical touch like love language and then like sexual sexual touch and like what that leads to so i was like we don't even like you don't you're not even that familiar with physical touch so like why would we even attempt to open that door wide <laughs> before marriage because the lord only knows where that's going to go so i i specifically remember thinking like i know this is going to come across as like really aggressive and probably for some people unnecessary, but I was just with both of our like pornography addictions and like uh, him with like masturbation and me just with like, just wanting that out of like curiosity, like wanting to know what that like, f 
not feels like, but just kind of like, like emotionally feels like, I guess that's what I was looking for. And so I, I just decided, I was like, there is no way we're going to, I don't want to slip. Like I, I feel like, and at that point, I was dealing with a lot, a lot of anxiety, like basically had a mental breakdown. And I was like, I don't, I don't need anything that's going to like kill my mind on top of what I'm already like overthinking about. So I'm just going to lay a hard line. And if he hates it, that's fine. And I don't care because the Lord's going to be pleased with us. And we're going to have sex someday when we get married. So like, we're eventually going to do it. So like, we might as well just wait. <laughs> so I, that, that was a little bit of like my thought process. So did you want to add anything else? Yeah. Uh, our first kiss actually was when we, when I proposed to her too. So like, which is on film by the way. Yes, it is. It is on film. Thank you, Mark Billing. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, we, we literally did have really tight boundaries and we're not saying that that has to be for every couple it's obviously it's not for everybody that that's just what we had to do in order to keep ourselves pure so um yeah any other and then and then even after that like even though you had your first kiss when you got engaged you still kept really a really tight rein on that during your engagement so anything you want to say about that how you how you approach that i just remember like um, if you watch our engagement video, you can see it. But, um, so I just remember, uh, afterward we like sat on the couch and it was just the two of us. And I remember thinking like, oh, insert bad word here. <laughs> like this could be really bad. And I remember him thinking like, uh, one of my, uh, good friends couldn't be there and she had like left a letter. And I think somebody else had left a letter just being like, oh my gosh, you're engaged. Wow. Oh, oh my gosh. And, um, I, I remember him saying like, so you could read this letter or we could make out or you could do this or we could make out. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like I didn't think that this was going to fling the door wide open. I was, and I remember just like, kind of like, okay, but like, and we didn't because I didn't allow it. But like, I, I just remember thinking like, okay, it's going to get even stricter. And I, I literally remember thinking like when we got engaged, I was like, we're going to be in the fight of our lives and we're going to out on top and I just remember almost thinking like I, I remember almost like and if you know me I just get like really passionate about stuff and people are like are <laughs> stop then <laughs> people are always like I can't tell if you're we angry or that. what's happening but like so I was just like we're just gonna we're gonna do it and like I I just was like we're gonna hold that line we're not gonna give in to it and I there was definitely some conflict with that because neither I think like obviously his for some, it cracked me up because like I had always ridden the hard, like the hard line with engagement. And when we just, we had set the line of like, oh yeah, we're going to kiss when we get engaged. And like, for some reason he thought that meant like, let's make out all the time. And I was like, when have I ever let on that I would even want to do that? (laughs) But like, it was just miscommunication obviously, because I was just like, well, duh. And he was like, I don't know. (laughs) So, uh, and I mean that in the best way. I, I, I didn't mean to make him sound like I don't know what I'm doing. That's yeah. not what I meant at all. He would just, we literally had no idea what we were doing and I just decided that we were just gonna not at all. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's how it good. went. And you crossed the finish line, so good job. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, we did cross the finish line. It makes <laughs> yeah. it sound like we didn't, but we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, also if, like my love language is physical touch, so like when the difficult thing for us was when that was happening, I was receiving it as 
why don't you love me? And so, like I said, I, I, or she had said earlier, I come from a family where physical touch was not, um, it wasn't very heavy, even though it's what I wanted. It wasn't, I never really received it. So discovering my love language during our time together was Mm -hmm. all brand new to me. So, Yeah. yeah, that's good. Thanks guys. Kyle and Brittany, what about you? Tell us a little bit about your journey with sexual purity. So I'll share the successes, or success. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> oh gosh, okay. Um, so we had one boundary, and that was to not have sex before marriage, and we did not have sex before marriage, which is good. <laughs> You can tell this was very strategically planned over here. Yes. So we have never admitted this outside of ourselves. So it's a bit awkward, but who cares? Let's go. Uh, I don't know how to say it in other language than this, but we dry humped. So that's weird to say out loud. But we did. And um, in all actuality, it's, yeah, it's, in my mind, I think it's the same as sex. So, I mean, for all purity's sake, yeah. we didn't talk about this, but I thought about it, that we weren't pure before we got married. So, um, yeah. we, we worked, okay. No, you finished. Okay. So, we, we worked through that and um, just kind of general boundaries that we had for, I mean, after. Well, during, we tried to, well, one, not have sex, but setting that just general boundary wasn't good enough for us. So like not staying in the same bed and kind of a a thought process that I had for me was, uh, would you touch your mother there? So try thinking about that than than touching someone in the same thought process. So. Oh, it's my turn again. Um, Yeah, so I guess what I really want to share is that I look back and I see how good Satan was at deceiving, especially me. Like we were focused, I was focused on not having sex, but like the word purity did not come up enough. I didn't think on that enough. And even before Kyle and I dated, I struggled with um, just, well, one, like saying things out loud that I was struggling with, like in that arena. But um, like, how do I want to say it? Just even just asking my mom, like, hey, mom, is dry humping sex? Like, I was scared to, like, even go talk to my mom about it. But the fact that I was nervous should have also showed me that it was wrong. You know what I mean? Like, there were so many things. But Satan was so good at deceiving me because I was comparing to everyone else around me. And everyone else around me was having sex or had had sex. So I, was, I always went back to that, but we're not having sex. Like, we're, we're stumbling here occasionally, but we're, like, we're sometimes resisting it, so we're trying. And, like, I just made excuse after excuse, and I look back, and I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm really mad that, like, I let Satan lie to me like that. So my advice would be, like, tell, some, like, tell someone your, your boundaries. Like, say, hey, this is where, like, this is what my purity looks like, and hear yourself say it. Because even if you think, like, I'm okay with, um, I don't have a good example, like making out. Like when you say that to someone else and you like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like what is allowed in, in making out? Like really talking through and if you have to say it to someone else and you're embarrassed, then you really should probably check what your real boundary is. 
Um, I just wish I would have said more out loud. And even between us, like we did address that we were doing things that we shouldn't be doing and we did make efforts to stop, but we always fell back into them. Like we didn't like right afterwards talking like that was, well, I guess a couple of times we were like, oh, that was stupid. Like, darn it, we again, but I don't know. And there was a lot going on, which I think we get into that in another question. Like in our pre-engagement counseling, there was a lot that we were processing. And so again, from my perspective, like at night, uh, so this also wasn't helpful. I lived, so I lived in this cute little carriage house behind this really beautiful house in San Antonio, like this awesome part of town. Kyle ended up living how many, it was literally across the street from me um, during the thick of like our dating and like that pre-engagement time and going through all that emotionally, um, I often at times at night would just, I wanted want to be comforted, like I would just want to be held after some of the really, really hard things that we talked about. And so again, I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, Satan totally played on that, on my insecurity after hearing really hard things in counseling. And then I would say, I don't know if I've ever told you, like, I, would, I would say like, oh, like, I heard a sound and it scared me. But no, I just really wanted to be comforted and held. And like, I was scared. I was scared of losing him. I was scared of, I don't know, I was scared. And then yeah. Satan played on that. So yeah. I don't know if you have anything yeah. more. Yeah. I really appreciate that you guys differentiated between not having sex and being pure (laughs) because they are not the same thing. And so a lot of people say, yeah, we haven't had sex, but you're right. They have not remained pure. Um, And so, yeah. So thanks for your stories. Really appreciate that. Um, Yeah. And I just, I just love God's redemption and what he's done. Like I've watched all of your marriages and I see what God's done no matter the story and, and his faithfulness. So that's awesome. Thanks. Yes, that is beauty, that that was the past. The past is the past. Mm-hmm. We're now in the, the future, and that's what we're living in, in the present. And so we've heard those stories. What is one thing that you would say you did, Kyle and Brittany, you'd say you did well during your, your engagement? Everything? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did we do well? Yeah, we just had a lot of fun. Yeah, we danced a lot. We enjoyed each other's company. We um, communicated a lot. I mean, just kind of going back to the pre-engagement stuff, after we talked through everything, everything was really what, like it sounds bad saying it, but it really was easy. Life was easy after we communicated. Um, Granted, we still had some more stuff to work through, but we worked through it. And uh, after we worked through it, um, yeah, communication is key in any marriage. I highly recommend it. Is there something you wish you would have done differently? Yes. So the biggest, one of the other, besides the engagement thing for me was that I struggled with pornography as well. Uh, It dated back through high school. And um, again, it's just a common thing for me that I would keep on pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. It's like, oh, well, it doesn't really affect me. Like I'm doing it because I want to know how to treat my wife right. I would always explain it away. And um, then after the engagement broke off, it crept up again, and then there was a time that um, during the pre-engagement, there w- the counselor was like, hey, oh, I'll set it to Brittany. They had a one-on-one session, and she said, not in these exact words, but this is how I received it, that if he doesn't change, then you probably should look elsewhere for somebody else. And that really affected me, but not enough to fully change me and change my heart. So... Um, it took till a couple years into our marriage. Um, the first couple of years of being up here was really hard for me because I was gone all the time, feeling lonely, 
And um, Brittany was feeling the same thing. And so, I mean, after that, like, thank God, like, we're free from that in our marriage now. So that's great. But, um, yeah, that was a really big struggle, but also a really big freedom for us as well. Molly Dusty, what is an area that you would say you did, you feel you did well? Hello? Oh, I would say <laughs> I would say one of the things we did well during engagement was we got through all the hard stuff. Like we we mentioned earlier, we just put it all on the table even though I didn't want to. Um, and we we worked through it yeah. and I would say that we did it it's kind of hard to say, but yeah, we, we did it well, I think. Um, even though it was not desired, we did it well. Yeah, I mean, I second that. I just, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. I don't know why I'm talking. Would you mind, no. <laughs> would you mind sharing what is something you wish yeah. you would have done differently? Um, the thing I would have done different is had more fun. I feel like a lot of it was just like, we'd need to get it all out on the table. Um, so I wish we would have done more things like what Brittany and Kyle were talking about, like just gone out and like had fun. And um, the times that we did do that, it was like totally great. But like, I feel like a little part of me in those times was just like, well, we should be like taking care of something where I was just like, no, this is fine. Like yeah. we need, like, I don't, yeah, and also it was hard because our schedules were like, once I did get the job that I'm at now, it was it was difficult because he would get off work at like 2.30, and I would get off work at 5, and by the time I got home, it was like 6. So it, it was like, so then sometimes it was difficult because as I was dealing with like anxiety and stuff, I was like, how, how am I, I, I didn't know how to compartmentalize well. And like, I still struggle with that. So part of me was like, how am I supposed to like put on this quote unquote, like fake persona of like, oh, let's go out and like, I don't know, get drinks or something. And, at, at, but inside I'm like, ugh, I feel awful. I just want to get this off my chest. And like, where, whereas like, you don't always have like, what, even if you feel like you're dying, the, the correct answer is not always blurt it all out. And like, just because you feel like it's good for you, it's obviously not good for the other person. Cause I remember there were several times where I'd just say something and he'd be like, okay, okay. And then like, neither of us knew what to do next. And then we would just be like, well, all right, that was fun. Can't wait to have the rest of the night together. Like, so like, don't always share, like, I know it sounds weird to like, don't always share everything, but literally like, the Lord will give you the opportunity to express your opinion. And like, it's okay to not talk and it's okay to shut up and listen because that's actually really good for you. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's good, yeah. How about you guys, Josh and Beth? Beth. I got handed the mic like in between that. So I feel like, <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, during our engagement, I'd have to back up to like when we were dating prior, because that's when it really started. I would say like the answer to just during the engagement was really just like putting our life in the Lord's hands, really pursuing him and the life that he calls us to live. And so I have to back up to like when we were dating, because when I had first graduated from college, I was working and I actually only lived like 25 minutes from school. And um, like, so we would see each other often. And then when she graduated, looking for jobs and everything. And so we thought, okay, well, it would be a good idea to like move in together. Um, not a good idea. 
<laughs> I mean, not just because of the things that you can do when you're living together, but I mean, it goes back to what's the life that God calls you to do, like not do that. Um, and so we kind of actually did that for a little while. And um, like during this time I had been, when I was that year, when I was li- uh, living by myself and working when she was in school, I always was coming home here on the weekends. Um, my parents live in Myerstown. I was working like just outside Philadelphia and um, we started coming to Lifeway. Lifeway had just started and like, man, it just like really, God just like pulled me in. Like I really loved to come in here. Like really just felt the presence of the Lord. Like he was just opening up my mind and heart to him for like who he really was. Like my experience with, with church before was, you know, you walk in and you act perfect. So nobody really knows what's going on and everybody acts like a Christian, but like, let's not do what we're doing here today and exp- and telling all of our past and, and putting it out there about how, you know, what we've done and how God's redeemed us. And so it was really just big for me. And so, and when she, when she graduated and we're living together, I still like, you know, just was that feeling like, you know, you're not doing what's right. Like, so we were talking about it and, and stuff and we're just trying to figure out all this stuff because we're trying to pursue the Lord more, trying to give up things that we were doing that we knew wasn't right. But yet we wanted our relationship to be still intact and we didn't know like if we pursued other jobs we'd be apart from each other and um like how that was just all going to work out and we're just trying to can we're really ultimately just trying to control what our life was rather than listen to what god is is calling you to do and so we finally just said hey um you know we need to not live together and you know there's also like financial peace too like with what she was going to be making could you actually live on that and you know is there security in that so that was just another variable of like you know how do we make this all work and uh, so we just said no we need to again we just need to move out we need to pursue jobs that you know are right like just without the baggage like not worrying about us living together and not worrying about how we're going to make it work like let's trust god for this and like that's kind of where miracles started to happen because um i was looking for i wanted to move back home to be able to be around here more to get involved in young adult group i really just wanted to get in get connected be with people who were going to encourage me in the same life that i was trying to pursue other than kind of having those connections that were to a place that like kept me in that life that i shouldn't have been living and um but i also didn't want to leave, leave the company i worked for but so this job opened up where i could move back here work in harrisburg um and still work for the same company. It was just in like a subsidiary of the company and be able to move back home at the same time, or it was just weeks after I got that job, weeks after Bethany had, who was living around the same area we were living, got a job back in Lancaster. So she was able to move home. I was able to move home. So I was in Myerstown. She was in Lancaster. So God brought us back home. God brought us still close enough together to make it work where we were still able to have our relationship, be close together go to church together and really pursue that life. And um, I'm trying to, now I'm losing track of where it was at. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm dry, and I'm just going on yeah. and on. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get the backstory. <laughs> but well, okay, so to that point, what we did good is we just said, hey, we're gonna do yeah. what the Lord wants us to do. And it, yeah. as soon as we made that choice, he started to open up doors. And Things just started to work. Yeah, they just yeah. all fell in place. Long yeah. story short, yeah. Cool. Yes, long story short, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I just wanted to say with that, like, that's, 
that's I just it. don't want to tell these things without showing yeah. what he did no, because exactly. that's like ultimately, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do is just glorify him and show and encourage you in that. So I'm sorry. No, <laughs> going no on it's so good <laughs> because you're really sharing what the faith journey looks like. Like they had to make those choices, not actually knowing what was going to happen. It wasn't like the jobs worked out, the, you know, it wasn't. And then they were like, oh, okay, so now we'll obey God. You know, they made the choice first in faith that God would be faithful and he was. And so um, I think that's hard for us as humans. Uh, we want to we want to know that God's going to show up before we take that leap of faith. And I, um, yeah, I just want to add to like when we made those 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 decisions, like they were hard decisions because like we were so accustomed to like living this certain lifestyle, and like we were like baby Christians, like we still are, but like we were just getting into our faith, and like we had to make those decisions and it made it like 20 million times harder because like everyone around us was like doing this, those same things that we were doing. Yeah. Um, but it just shows that like when you just step out in faith, like yeah. things happen and like things just literally just work out. Like, I mean, it doesn't like, I don't want to say that like the next decision you make, like you're going to have some kind of revelation, but like, like the little things too, like Josh and I were talking about that the other day, like, the second you like just surrender something to the Lord and you'll just start seeing the little things yeah. in your life start working out and it's just like so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Well, let's let's close out the evening. We have a couple more questions here, but we want to hear a little bit about marriage now, not just just dating. The whole point of dating and getting engaged is to actually be married. So um, we'll ask two questions about that. First of all, what Josh and Bethany is the best part about being married? I don't want. I don't want. We'll be. Uh, we'll be closing the doors by the time. <laughs> um, this is the first easy question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just being with your life partner. I mean, it's. I remember like when we first came home from being married. Like woke up the next day and was like, we were just laying in bed. Like this is what we get to do for the rest of our life. Like be <laughs> next to each other. Like be in this home together. It was like. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, it was awesome. That's just the best. To be with your best friend, to experience all that, to know. No matter, like, your trials and tribulations, obviously, you know, God's there first, and we want to take it to him first, but he's, uh, like, you have your wife or husband to be there to even support mm -hmm. you in that and to encourage you and hold you accountable, and it's just this partnership, you know, the core yeah. of three strands that really is so strong. Yeah. Just like going off that, like my favorite thing is just like feeling like there's always somebody in my corner and just like, yeah. like if you, like if you're just like, for me, I'm like, I'm like a, just an anxious, anxious person. And like, if I just like look over and see Josh, I'm just like, okay, I'm good. Like, he's just like, just having a spouse there. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like so grounding, even if you thought you were a grounded person, you know what I mean? Like I thought I was good before I met him, but like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. And so along with that, like, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges? You've been married like a year and a half now, approximately? Yeah, yeah. Approximately, So yes. what, um, <laughs> what is one of the biggest challenges that you found being married? Um, I think definitely, I mean, for me, but I think for both of us, is just figuring out, like, I mean, like, love languages, knowing and understanding how each other, like, gives and receives love, and just how each other, like, communicates, too, like, like I'm, I'm the one that like kind of puts everything down and like takes time to process. But Josh is kind of like, like the opposite. 
Um, so it's just like understanding and like respecting each other in that sense. Like I, t like I need a lot of time, but he doesn't. And like figuring out how much time each other needs and like that yeah. kind of stuff. And just like respecting one another too. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Molly and Dusty, what about you guys? What would you say is the best part of being married? Um, one of the best things about being married uh, for me was making our own rules as a small family. Uh, just being under my family's wing for the longest time, um, there was just a lot of things that I was limited to uh, that just didn't, wasn't really healthy. And so being in my own home, being in the leader of this relationship, it's just, it's better for me, because I am also, like, um, some of my spiritual giftings is leadership, and so being able to um, practice that is so much more freeing for me. Um, and yeah, and, and because we live pretty far apart, uh, now we get to come home to each other, which is pretty awesome. Um, I remember actually when we first bought our, our, our home, uh, I was living there first, and for the first time in a long time, I had to send her home instead of... He loved that. Yes, I did, because I would always be at their house, and then I would stay way too late, and then get home around midnight, 12.30, and have to wake up at 3, so, yeah, it was not fun for me, so, yeah. It's so worth it. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, what was that question again? Best part of being married? Um, literally everything. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain that. And I, it, like, I know there are probably some of you that are single in the audience that hear that and think, oh my gosh, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to beat my head with a brick. Literally, <laughs> literally, I totally get that. Like, I, there was a time where I didn't even think I was going to get married. And then the Lord made me fast and pray for my spouse when I wanted to fast and pray for my anxiety to go away. And I was literally like, are you for real? <laughs> like, I wanna pray about something real. <laughs> and, and so, but then, and then the Lord was just like, hey, go to this game night and play, watch people play mafia. And there was my spouse. But um, I, literally just like everything about it, like it makes my life so much easier. Like what Bethany was saying, like being a more anxious person, like just having somebody there that doesn't really like deal with that on a regular basis. And ju just having him be like, like even though sometimes it, it feels like it's not okay, even to just have somebody that like is not in your head, just say like, it, you're, you're literally fine. Or like even sometimes like he'll just be like, I don't know, go take like a shower or something. Or like, like he always tries to have me like, let's fold laundry, like let's do something to like distract me from it. And even in those moments of when I like don't feel like it's beneficial, it always is. And um, that's what's so nice about having somebody there is like, now I don't always have to like dwell on my own wisdom, which is like, a lot of the times crap and like having somebody there that's just like let's let's go back like let's just like go back to the basics like let's go back to the fundamentals like you're like in in so many words like you're not dying <laughs> like you're not like like nothing really horrible is happening to you like you are fine and just ha like Bethany said literally just like having somebody there to ground you and that is grounded in the Lord is like 
literally the best thing and marriage is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And my parents will literally tell you the same thing. Like I would not be the person I am today if I had not met Dusty. Like I would, I would be so miserable, so miserable if I didn't have Dusty. So I, I told the group last month, if you weren't here that a, a couple weeks after you were married, like two, I want to say two or three weeks, it wasn't long, and she texted me and said, I freaking hit the jackpot. Um, it was just really cute. I always treasure that, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what, what would you say, <laughs> what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that you faced um, in your married life? Listening. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so th this is something um, not a whole lot of people are probably comfortable talking about, but one of the biggest things for us, especially in the very, very beginning of being married, was sex. Um, mainly because we had both never really gone there before. Uh, there was just a lot of fear. Uh, I know I was anxious, but she was definitely a lot more fearful. So our first night as being married couple, like as soon as we left in our truck, like it was not magical as the wedding itself was. Um, it took us a couple days in order to actually come overcome that fear and actually make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was very awkward for the couple days because like we we knew we were supposed to, yeah. but it, oh, we didn't oh. have the guts to really overcome it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, but after after we overcame that, I mean, it's been smooth sailing ever since. But uh, <laughs> so actually, let me <laughs> let me let me just follow up with that question then. So. So for the sake of other people, they'd get to their wedding day and they've drawn those really strong boundaries and they've, I mean, hit the finish line like full force, which you guys did, which was great. What advice would you have then to other people who get to their wedding day and they're both virgins and they've, you know, they've got the fear and the anxiety. Is there anything that you could say that would be an encouragement to them? Have patience. Um, I, I know for myself, I wanted, I wanted it to happen a little like a little bit more than she had done. Um, and like I said, because my love language is physical touch, like this was obviously the jackpot for me. Um, <laughs> but, but. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. <laughs> but I mean, there was a lot of patience that had to come with that. It was just like, I had to really throttle it back and be like, no, we, we, we need, I don't wanna just do this and force it upon you. Like you need to be, okay with this, you need to be, um, I don't want to say as excited, but like as willing to do this as I am. So patience is definitely a virtue. Uh, so for me, I, I was not, I, I like, so obviously with the family that I grew up in, like we talked about everything. Like, I think there were literally times where we've had full family discussions about sex. That's just how our family works. And, um, so, but the thing that totally threw me off, I was not expecting to be completely and utterly terrified. Like I, I knew it was going to be awkward and uncomfortable, but I had no idea. Like I was not expecting that much fear. And it also freaked me out because I had not felt that anxious in a really long time. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is how I'm going to start off my my marriage? Like, are you for real? And so I remember like 
and I'm not even exaggerating this, from the time that we like got back and like I was in the shower, like getting all that confetti out of my hair. I, a lot of confetti. <laughs> but um, so I, I cried, like ugly cried from that. And like, as soon as I woke up in the morning, I was literally sobbing again. And I cried until Monday. Literally, we drove to Charleston and I cried the entire time. We got to Charleston and we unpacked and I was like, there's nothing else to do. Like, we have to do this. And I cried even more. And I literally, like, I remember we had just left for our honeymoon and we like stopped because we needed to get gas or something. And like, he had made me eggs in the morning. It was like really, really sweet. And we went to like the sketchiest gas station ever. And I went into this, this awful, awful, horrible, like filthy bathroom. And I like threw up cause I was that anxious. And like, I, we finally just like, our first time was anything but magical. Literally, it was just like, it's like a formula and we're just gonna get it freaking over with. And then I remember like literally afterward, like the, all the sheets were white, which why would you do that in a, when you know you're gonna be on your honey? Why would you do that? Anyway, so don't get white sheets. Anyway, I, so I like, I'm just gonna tell you, I like bled a little bit and I remember calling mom like immediately and being like, I don't know how to get blood out of sheets, what do I do? And so like, that's just like the real of it. And then the, the rest of the week, like literally once we got, once we just, like like just like got it over with then it was then it literally like it he was still freaked out because it had hurt me a little bit so he was still like oh my gosh like is she ever going to enjoy this and I remember thinking like literally I was like I, I think I was like in the bathroom or something I don't know and I just remember like all of a sudden just being like really fascinated. Like, wow, bodies are so weird. And then I was like, literally, I think I remember saying like, we should do it again just because I'm like fascinated. Not even like, wow, let's have sex. This is gonna be great. But I just remember like being fascinated and Dusty was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> But literally, like, then throughout the rest of the week, we were just like, let's just keep experimenting. And, like, so if you're terrified, like, that's normal. Like, literally, like, if you need help or advice or just need somebody to talk to, literally come and talk to me because I, I will help you. <laughs> but so that kind of sums it up. <laughs> no, that's good. Thanks for being honest. I appreciate that. I think more people, there's probably more people that can relate to that. It's just... Nobody wants to talk about it, so thank you for being willing to share that. Really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Kyle and Brittany, best part about being married? So I would say the best part of being married, let me tell a quick story. So um, we had just had a um, elevated discussion because, I mean, we're good Christians, so we don't fight. Um, and, and then we walked back to the bathroom, and Brittany just, like, turned and, and faced me. And she's like, turn and look at the mirror. And we were standing like next to each other. And she was like, it's us together. Like we're next to each other doing life together. It's not you versus me, it's us together versus the world. And so that's what I love about marriage, so. That's good. That was good. <laughs> he did not go on the script, so that was so sweet. Um, for me, I think, um, like there's, there are things, even as much as we had talked out a lot of issues in pre-engagement counseling, there are things you don't know. Like there's a lot, there are uncertainties when you're making that covenant. And so I think it's been cool now six years into marriage to see today 
answers to things that I was questioning when we were just dating, like even in our passions, like some of them overlap, but we have some very different ones as well. And it's been really cool to see God now like putting some of the, some of my passions like in Kyle more and like and vice versa and to see us like for, with stepping out to, to be a part of young adults, like to see us growing together. Like that's been really cool that we're built in best friends for life. I was waiting for it to hurt. <laughs> and um, yeah, just to get to see that, like, and to see God's design and just to remember all these questions I had. And I was, I got to a point where I was super anxious about it. I was like, God, but like, I feel like, especially with passions, like we have to be on the same page. Like we have to know where we're going. And I, I didn't have that completely. And I just still knew that this, like the covenant, like I wanted to make it and I wanted to stand by it the rest of my life. And I knew that those things would fall into place. So that's cool. Last question. Yeah. Big, biggest challenge you've chased, ta- you've faced in marriage. Yeah. So Kyle hit on it with an earlier answer, but, but the pornography um, surfacing in our relationship. So he, when we started pre-engagement counseling, I had no idea what was going to come up, and I definitely, I it took me really, it caught me really off guard when he said that pornography was something he struggled with. Like he had not disclosed that, and I understand why. It's not like a shame on you. But like, I was super thrown off guard. And um, what made it really hard is that when I was in high school, um, my dad had an affair. And like, in my parents' marriage today, I want to say this, like, their marriage is amazing today. Like, my mom stood by her covenant. And that was another huge example for me with preparing for marriage was I saw my mom, like, my dad was repentant. My mom forgave him like Jesus forgave him and their covenant grew. And like that really struck me. And I remember in engagement counseling, um, like God at one point asked me like, cause like that was a fear of mine. Like, and then pornography, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really close. Like to me, that feels like cheating. Like he like is, yeah, choosing and like that feels like cheating. And I just kept having, like those words kept going through my head and it was really hard for me not to take it personal. Um, and even into marriage, cause it did, it bled into our marriage for the first two years of our marriage. And, I just remember earlier on, like in that time when I was really thinking like, yeah, should I, should I marry this man with like all this that I know now? And um, the, the question, if, if Jesus forgives him and he's repentant, like why wouldn't you? And like when you get married, whatever's gonna come down the line, if Kyle is repentant, you need to be ready to forgive him. And just knowing the depth of my covenant and how it should mirror what Jesus does with us and really being faced with that on a very real, personal, very, fear-filled level was was good and like I came out being like yes I do want to say yes to that I can like not that I'm expecting it or fearful that it will happen but that's what I'm like my yes means is that I will forgive you if you're repentant no matter what like period so um so yeah so we that happened in premarital um it felt personal and then like into marriage like I said um the the revelation or what Kyle shared about us standing next to each other. That actually came to me as a revelation. He had come home from one of his longer trips from our first couple years of being here. And um, he told me that he had stumbled while he was on his trip. And I got, again, it just flared up super personal and like, oh, it feels like cheating. Like all the old like things that had been there from when we were, sorry, not, <laughs> when we were dating. And um, I remember I was, um, we were, we were brushing our teeth or something and I looked up in the mirror and God said, this is how I want you to fight. And I saw like our reflection and then I think I shared it with you then, like you said, another time later. But that really struck me and I, 
I didn't realize that by me taking it personal, I was putting myself in a posture of being against him. Like he was coming to me humbly asking for forgiveness and I was getting, and understandably, but like, but still not, like I was getting defensive and not, yeah, not standing beside him. And so that was the turning point, I feel like, in the battle against pornography. And it's really cool because got this victory. <laughs> so when we were sitting in pre-engagement counseling, I remember Kyle, when he was, like, she asked some really, like, detailed questions and, like, things are just really hard to hear. And I remember I, I was like, you know what? Like, the Bible says we are free. You are going to be free from this. Like, there will be a day when you say that you do not struggle with pornography anymore. And with all the sincerity, um, he was like, I'm not trying to be, like, a, a naysayer, but, like, I literally cannot imagine not struggling with this. I can't imagine freedom. And so the fact that like, we're sitting up here today, he hasn't, like, st- for three years, it's been, like, it's, he's free. Like, Kyle can say that he's free. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, but he, so he does say it. And, like, it's just so cool. Like, I just look back at that and just sowing that seed, like, declaring that over him. And then, and the steps along the way of different people that he's opened up to, like, one-on-one. Like, that was a step. And then... Like just, yeah, there's been all these little steps to now where he, like he can sit here and say he is free. Like you can conquer it. Pornography does not have to be a part of your life. You can be free. Like that's, that's like amazing to me um, to look back at that and I'm seeing if there's anything else. I think that's the gist of it. But like, yeah, coming through that was really, really huge. Thanks. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Each one of you guys for sharing. One of the biggest things that kept coming up, kept coming out is number one, the thing that always trips, that I don't want to say always, but usually the thing that trips us up in marriage is communication. Communication is lack of communication is what trips you up. But to get restored and get restoration is communicate. So communication, communication, communication mm-hmm. is the biggest, biggest thing. Plus, God is a good God. I mean, that kept coming up. That, and we even sang about that. God is a good God. He, he'll always promises are yes and amen. Like he, he is a good God. He's a God that restores. He's a God that heals. He is who he says he is, but he's even bigger than what we can even imagine he is. So thank you guys so much for you. your words of encouragement. Let's, let's give him a hand.